Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. No Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Andre Snelling's hanging out with us instead. Andre one of our best NBA writers, our best NBA writer. And I don't say that to all the NBA writers here don't at you? ESPN. Well, don't ask any of them. You, though, with you, Dre, it's I mean different. it. It's different when I say it to you. You can find him at Professor Dr. Z. You can find me as well at Amber W. Sports. The NBA in-season tournament finals are on ESPN. Radio coverage starts tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. And you probably just heard it there on the Sports Center. Ray, but the people who deserve more credit than anybody else right now on planet Earth, I think, might be Detroit Pistons fans. Because if you're a yeah. Pistons fan right now, you're a real one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so first of all, you know, I, I went to grad school in Michigan, and, and so the Pistons were like my home team for much of my adult Ooh. life. But second of all, it's K Dub calling the streak remarkable every 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 time <laughs> that, that he brings it up. It just makes me laugh every time I hear about this remarkable losing streak that the Pistons losing are on. streak eighteen in a row. Looking to make it nineteen tonight uh, versus the Orlando Magic. Things going well right yes. now in that regard. But let's find out what else is going well, at least in terms of the betting world. Anita Marks, ESPN sports betting analyst. Anita joins us each and every week. You can also check her out on the Daily Wager. And Anita, thanks as always. Let's start with this NBA in-season tournament. You heard me just reference it there. Lakers Pacers tomorrow night. The coverage is right here on ESPN Radio. How are you seeing this thing from a betting, uh, betting perspective? Yeah, I love the Pacers. How can you not, right? What a fun team to get behind. Um, They're getting four. So, all right, give me the Pacers and the four. Uh, They've covered eight of their last ten when when a four-point dog. Also, three consecutively. When you look at their record in this uh, in-season tournament, four and oh. And look at the teams that they beat, right? The Celtics and the Bucks. Many people feel will be there down towards the end, competing for the, for the uh, NBA championship. They dominated the Bucks in the paint, outscoring them 72 points to 60. They, they outscored the Bucks bench by 30 points. And Halliburton has just been a man possessed, averaging 27 points, 15 assists, 7 rebounds. He's got 28 assists and 0 turnovers in the knockout round alone. So I'm going to play the Pacers plus 4. I'm also going to play the Pacers on the money line, and that's at plus 154 right now. I was going to play Halliburton to win the MVP at plus 150, but now that's dropped to plus 130. So, you know, again, if you like the Pacers, you think they're going to win this outright against the Lakers, chances are, you know, 99% of the time, I think if the Pacers win, Halliburton's going to get the MVP. So just play the Pacers on the money line. Anita, my sister from another mister. <laughs> How's it going? I've been missing you. Yeah, ditto. Ditto, yeah. my friend. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And you know I love talking hoops, but I'm going to uh, pivot to the NFL right now. The biggest game this weekend, the Cowboys and the Eagles. How are you playing that one? 
So a few things here. I, I have a small lean towards the Eagles, right? Uh, and I love the fact that they're getting three and a half. I think they're in a really great position to use them as a two-way or a two-team six-point teaser and tease them up to nine and a half. But my favorite play here is I like the over in this matchup at 51, 52 points. Also, I like the Cowboys team total over at 27 and a half for a few reasons. Number one, Dallas is averaging 40 points at home their last four games. Dak Prescott has put on a quarterback clinic, 20 touchdowns, only two interceptions his last six games. The Eagles coming off a very difficult loss against the 49ers. They're beat up, especially CeeDee Lamb and Ferguson play out of the slot where I think the Eagles are going to be really vulnerable. So I'm going to play a lot of overs in, in some prop bets with those two dudes as well. But here's the thing. So if you're like me and you think, oh, Dallas could put up 40 points on this Eagles defense, do you not think that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles could put up at least 12 against Dallas? I do. Who's Dallas won? Who has they beaten? Really, they don't do well against teams that are above 500, which we know the Eagles are. So um, I, I think this is going to be a barn burner, guys. I think this is going to be a real fun Sunday night matchup to watch. I think a ton of points are going to be scored here. So I'm going to play the over in the game. I'm also going to play the Cowboys team total over at 27 and a half. So that's the biggest matchup of the weekend. Anina Marks, ESPN sports betting analyst on with us here on Amber and Ian with Andre Snellings filling in for Ian tonight. That's the biggest matchup. The other big matchup of the weekend, Bills, Chiefs, 425 p.m. kickoff. What are you doing with this one, Anita? Yeah, Kansas City at home, only lane one. Yeah, sign me up seven days a week and twice on Sunday. I know Pacheco's out, but let's not forget they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well as McKinnon in that backfield. Here's an interesting trend for you guys. Kansas City has won each of their last 11 games following a loss. Marinating that for a minute. And, of course, they're coming off of a loss to the Green Bay Packers. At the end of the day, their defense is so good. They held both Miami and Philadelphia to under 300 yards at home. So I think their defense steps up in a big way against Buffalo, who's not great on the road. One in five straight up on the road this season. This Kansas City defense, ninth best overall, fifth against the pass. And, yeah, Rasheed Rice has stepped up. He's emerged as the quote-unquote number one wide receiver. Of course, we know everything filters through Travis Kelsey. But I think that, I think that Kansas City's defense is going to be the key here to limiting Buffalo, possibly another turnover from Josh Allen, and so I think this could be close, but I like Kansas City winning this at home. I'll lay the one. All right. Well, I have been enjoying all things Texans this season because I think Stroud has just been putting on a show. How are you playing the Texans in their matchup this weekend? Yeah, it's really unbelievable. I think we're all in agreement here. He's already won Rookie of the Year, but he opened up this season 200-1 to to win the MVP. That's now down to 30-1. to Okay, could you could you imagine now with the situation and what's uh, happening with with the Jacksonville Jaguars? We don't know Trevor Lawrence. Is he going to play? Is he not? That division is for the. Could you imagine if the Texans win the division, go into the postseason, make a run? Why? Like why? I sprinkle a few on C.J. Stroud MVP. Why not? Uh, and and this is just this is another hiccup in their road going up against the Jets. 
now Zach Wilson back under center. Yeah, good luck with that. This will be probably his last <laughs> five games wearing a Jets uniform. So is he going to be playing footloose and fancy free? Probably. But here's the thing, guys. Uh, weather conditions are not going to be good on Sunday. Rain, wind up to 20 miles per hour. Whoever runs the football better is going to win this game. And that's the Houston Texans with Singletary and Pierce in that backfield. Uh, you've got Brees Hall, who's pretty much disappeared so far. He's only he's failed the top 20 rushing yards in four straight games. A big reason why the offensive line for the Jets is just absolutely horse manure. So uh, I like Houston. Give me Houston. Uh, I also I'll, I'll play them on the money line. Um, I think they roll here big time. I think they make a statement. Finally, here Anita Anita Marks joining us. Army versus Navy. What do you have got for this college football matchup? Yeah, it's so it's wild, right? Like everybody, you know, the over under is sitting at twenty eight. The under has hit in this matchup, Amber, forty four in nine. Forty. That's eighty three percent. The under has hit since two thousand six. It's it's unbelievable. Both these teams run the football, uh, so I'm going to play the under, but. In regard to a side, I really like Navy, and I'm going to buy the hook here. What does that mean? Navy's getting three. I'm going to buy. I'm going to play. I'm going to spend a little extra money, and I'm going to get Navy a plus three and a half. To me, more impressive wins this season. Uh, you've got Army. Their defense is weak against the run. They're one and six when giving up 155 rushing yards, if not more. And Navy protects the football better. They're third in the country in turnover differential. Army is 127. Yeah, you heard me correctly. So maybe plus three and a half. And also, I do like the under. I can't go against a trend like that. 83% since 2006. ESPN Sports betting analyst. You can check her out on Daily Wager. Anita Marks. Thanks, Anita. Absolutely, guys. Have a great weekend. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Andre Snellings filling in for Ian tonight. We've got plenty more to get into with the NFL, but of course, Andre Snellings is here. So I've got to ask him (laughs) about these Milwaukee Bucks. Man, are they interesting this season? Oh, yeah. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Know who is going to be playing for the championship tomorrow night? All the marbles. It will be either the Lakers or the Pacers. Whoever wins the NBA in-season tournament, the players will get $500,000 apiece. 
they seem to care because they're playing very, very hard. And those teams deserve a lot of credit because they have made this thing electric. You can hear coverage of the in-season finals right here on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tip-off is in, the, in that game is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So Andre Snellings is filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. And Dre covers the NBA for us here at ESPN. You can find all of his brilliant work on the .com. And so since he's here, I want to take the opportunity to pick your brain a little bit about some of the things that I saw in this in-season tournament that I thought were so interesting because the Milwaukee Bucks, to me, although they're not in the finals, are a team that we're going to be talking about all season long. Now we know that they've got the splashy stars. And we know that they got Damian Lillard, broke my heart. He doesn't end up in my Miami (laughs) Heat. He ends up there in Milwaukee instead. But it ain't flawless from the get. They get worked last night, 128 to 119 by the Pacers. Really, the score, I think, was closer than the game really was. I felt like the Pacers were in control the entire game. I know in the third quarter, Dame had that run where he scored, like, what was it, 16 of his 24 in the third. But otherwise, it felt like the Pacers, every time the Bucks tried to fight back some, the Pacers handled that business. And we knew that when we looked at this roster, Andre, anybody knew, hey, there's a whole lot of offense on this thing, but what happened to the defense? And defense has been the identity of this team during these championship years here, so to speak, this window for the Bucks. Yes, it has. And so when when the Bucks traded for Lillard, I felt like they have the potential to be the best team in the NBA. I think that their upside is higher than any other squad because of the way that Giannis and Dame, in theory, on paper, should be able to play off of each other. Um, Teams have to build the wall to stop Giannis, right? That's been the the, the famous thing for for five years now. You have to build the, the wall which means that you're bringing players off of the shooters to build this wall, which means that Damian Lillard should be able to have a field day. And the same is true in reverse. When Dame is pulling up from 35 feet and knocking down shots consistently, that has to open up the paint for Giannis to be able to to dominate. So I really felt like the two of them, if they could build synergy, could be one of the best duos we've seen maybe since uh, Shaq and Kobe. But that last, the the, the synergy uh, component of it, that's what has been lacking so far to me. Yes, the defense is an issue, and, and that needs to be discussed as well. But more than that, when I watch the Bucks, I see Giannis ball out, score a lot of points for the first quarter. And then I see Dame ball out and score a lot of points in the third quarter. You know, what I don't see is them able to play off of each other and I don't know exactly why that is. Uh, Big Perk was saying that, that you know, in his analogy of the 2008 Celtics, which I think is an apt one, um, that Kevin Garnett took a step forward and said, hey, um, I'm going to fade a little bit to the background on scoring and really take control of the defense so that our team can thrive. I don't know if Giannis needs to have a similar conversation with Dame, be willing, because Giannis has led the NBA in rebounding and been the defensive player of the year. He can do other things to help the team win. Maybe he cedes a little bit of the offensive control to Dame and and, and becomes the defensive captain. I'm not sure. The potential's still there, but so far it hasn't panned out. 
The Pacers out-rebounded the Bucks last night 51-46. to I know that was the conversation in the locker room after that game. Coach walks in and stresses the importance of rebounding and getting back to mm. some of, the, of those fundamentals, which does end up costing them the game. But in the bigger perspective, when we're looking at that whole, mat, that whole partnership there between Lillard and Giannis, and, and we've seen it time and again, Andre, where you can't actually just throw superstars together. Like, it does take some time for these guys to gel, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. heck, we saw it in 2011 in Miami. You know, yeah. I, I'm familiar <laughs> with the work of these guys needing to figure out roles and gel, but we've seen it all over the league time and time again. It is not statistically the best pairing for this Milwaukee Bucks offense, meaning that this is the third best offense in the NBA statistically right now. But they're not at their best when both Lillard and Giannis are on the court at the same time. So I wrote down this stat before last night's game, but they were generating 116 and a half points per 100 possessions, which had barely cracked the top 10 in terms of offensive efficiency with those two guys. When you pull all the stats, basically it's Damian Lillard and Lopez as the highest volume partnership on this team when those two guys are on the court together. So what it all means, all the nerdy stuff means, is just they're not at their best when it's Damian and Giannis. At the same time, like they are at their best with different combinations of those two guys. Those two guys independently are phenomenal. Together, it's a little bit of a dip. And not a dip that would be significant on any other team, but we're talking about a team that's trying to win an NBA title. And it doesn't bode well if when your two best players on the court at the same time isn't the best rotation that you can put out there. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I love the nerd stats. I'm all over the the uh, plus minus and what that tells us about the the combinations and the players on the court and, and how well they're succeeding. And I think that speaks to what I was just mentioning a moment ago. They haven't developed a synergy yet. So with Giannis over these last few years, they've the the format that they've used is essentially Defenses build a wall. Giannis tries to crack the wall. If he can't, he kicks it out. He's got spot-up shooters. You know, so Brooke Lopez is a spot-up three-point shooter for a center. Um, they, they brought in guys like Malik Beasley and, you know, Bobby Portis can knock down that shot. Well, Dame can be a spot-up shooter, but that's not who he's been. He's always had the ball in his hands. He, he sets up his own shots. And so what seems to have worked so far for them is – when Dame kind of says, okay, hey, it's my turn, now he's handling the ball and Giannis is just kind of maybe a, a decoy and, and and Dame is creating his own shots and knocking them down. But I think that's why he's worked better with a guy like Lopez because that's when he says, hey, give me the ball, it's Dame time, is a lot of times when Giannis isn't on the court. This is still really early. Um, Chris Middleton's health is another key factor because mm-hmm. I think they need him to be healthy to really reach their potential. But when I look at the stats, you know, so every year before the season starts, I project the stats for all of the rotation players in the NBA. It's like almost 400 players. And for Giannis this season, I projected his points to go down because I thought Dame would be be scoring. and I But I projected his rebounds and defensive stats to go up. And right now, Giannis is averaging 10.6 boards per game. That's his lowest rebounding total since 2017-18. You know, I, I think that 
if he could put more of his energy into that element of the game. And I have to be fair and say that he is averaging 2.7 combined steals and blocks, which is his most since 2019. So he is doing some things on defense, but I think they just have to find a balance between letting Dame be who he is while still letting the rest of the team, especially uh, Giannis, maximize their contributions. How do you feel about how this team is being coached? Because Giannis said after the game, it's not the coaching. But then I also answered some other questions that made it feel like he was criticizing coach in a very like roundabout way. Like, oh, it's not it's not the coach. We need to do better. But also, you know, we need to do it this way. And it's like, OK. And then there was some talk that after the game that uh, Bobby Portis had said um, to Griffin that he needs to structure the offense better down the stretch or something of that nature. So there was these conversations happening apparently in the locker room coming Mm -hmm. off of that loss last night. It's a tall ask right now, the situation to walk into this situation with these superstars, with these expectations. Yeah. As a first time head coach, you know, Adrian Griffin, he's a former player and he got experience as an assistant coach at the highest level with the Raptors when they, you know, they won a championship. So, but at the same time, he's still learning on the job as a head coach. And so, I think you do have to look at where this conversation started, right? You mentioned the defense. I think that's maybe the biggest indictment of him so far. He's got this Buck squad where Giannis is a former defensive player of the year. Brooke Lopez is an excellent interior defender. Yes, they lost Drew Holiday, but defense in the NBA comes from the inside out. So he should be able to scheme a better defense than we've seen so far and hopefully come up with ways to – let the the offense find some synergy. So he's got some work to do. But, you know, just a couple of years ago, Ime Udoka had the Celtics at like 500 at this point in the year. And by the end of the year, they were um, in, the, in the NBA championship. So, you know, there's still time to figure it out. There's still a lot of time in this NBA season. Maybe it's all more amplified because of the success right now and all the eyeballs that are on this in-season tournament. Again, the finals tomorrow night coverage right here on ESPN Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Andre Snelling's filling in. We go back to the NFL. We will pick our winners for Week 14. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Winter enjoying the Detroit Pistons losing Mm -hmm. streak a little too much. Yeah, yeah. And just real quick, he talked about the Timberwolves having the best record in the league. I have to point out, I was on that last year. I was too early. As soon as they made that Gobert trade, I said, they're going to be, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. And they weren't last year. And now they're doing it. And I'm like, finally. But I'm sorry. 
I digress. <laughs> Tooting your own horn there. That is the voice of Andre Snellings. He is filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can hear the finals of the NBA in-season tournament tomorrow night right here on our network on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. But let's talk some NFL. It is week 14. There's a whole bunch, a bunch of monster matchups that matter a whole lot for playoff implications. Let's get to it. Amber and Ian got one. We got one! Amber, Andre Snellings, and James Steele. Hello, James. Hey, that's me. Uh, so this is Got One, Andre. Right. First, going to go through the Week 14 matchups. You're going to tell me uh, who you think is going to win. Let's so let's start with the Bucks at the Falcons. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites at home. Dre, we got... I'm going to go with the Bucks and the points. Um, it's one of those matchups of two teams that I feel like they could almost both lose. Um, and, and so in that kind of uh, flip a coin, the Bucks have won three out of four, and they're getting points in the matchup, so I'll take them. Uh, this is one of those games that it kind of feels a little bit like um, – Who's going to feel like losing it less, right? Yes. It's kind of like how we feel about that division, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anybody is really on track to win that division, but somebody has to somebody. win that division. Somebody has to. Right now, it's the Falcons sitting at the top of the division. I actually think the Bucks are going to make that story a bit more interesting by winning this game as well. Give me the Bucks. All right. Up next, the Colts. And Bengals, the Bengals are two and a half point favorites at home. Amber, who you got? Man, huh. things have not been going well choosing the Bengals uh, for me this season. But I don't feel great about taking the Colts either. Despite the mania, I think I'm going back to the Bengals, buying in that they've figured out a solution here at that quarterback position. Dre? I am constitutionally unable to pick against the Bengals um, because I'm I'm a lifelong fan. But with that said, with Burrow down, I actually wouldn't mind them doing some losing to get a better draft pick. And since they're getting points here, I can hedge by saying I'll take the coach with the points. And so if the Bengals win by one, then, you know, uh, I I can get away with that. What if Jake Browning's the next coming, though? Looks pretty good so far. He had a great game, too. He had a horrible game one. Um, I'm hoping for good things, but not a lot of wins because I I, I would like a a good draft pick. All right, up next, the Jaguars at the Browns. The Browns are three-point favorites, kind of surprisingly, at home. Uh, Dre, who you got here? I'm going to go with the Browns and the points just because I don't think – well, I'm I'm skeptical that Trevor Lawrence plays with this high ankle sprain. And the Browns' defense is – ridiculous even without a quarterback they're able to win games and even if Lawrence does play if he's less than 100% I don't think he wants Miles Garrett chasing him around for 60 minutes I don't know what to do with this game because I don't know who's playing in it and I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is playing right because the Jags aren't willing to say that he's completely out even though he just suffered that high ankle sprain that Andre referenced and on the other side the Browns also aren't telling us who's going to play quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson cleared concussion protocol but they haven't said that they're going back to DTR. So I don't know who's playing in this game. I 
I guess I'm going to do what Andre just did and go with the defense of Cleveland because I think Miles Garrett should be the front runner for MVP. I think that's the dude who deserves it. It's also the dude who's going to have zero shot of winning it because he plays on defense, which isn't fair. But I think that he will be on full display in this thing. No, no faith in uh, Joe Flacco here, huh? Oh, well. Uh, Texans. Up next, Texans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Jets. Amber, who do you got here? I guess I'm going to go with the Houston Texans because uh, I'm going to be rooting for Zach Wilson to do something, James, so that we can have very interesting conversations next week and that the Zach Wilson saga will have a new chapter to it. (laughs) However, like that's the chaos I want. However... This Houston team has just been obviously surprisingly good, Andre. That it, Defensively as well. We spend so much time talking about what CJ is doing, and it is incredible, and clearly he's the rookie of the year. But defensively, that team has been much better than I expected them to already be. D'Amico Ryans deserves so much credit. That man's the coach of the year. I'll take the Texans here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans too. Um, like Anita said earlier, the – they, they they just feel like they need to make a statement here, and they might want to. They have a chance to win the division, especially if Trevor Lawrence sits. They've lost two in a row, um, and they're facing a Jets squad with, I mean, it's dysfunctional, I guess, is the, the operative word. They, and so with Wilson at quarterback, I just don't see good things happening because good things have never happened with him at quarterback. So I'm going to go with um, Houston. All right, uh, the Rams are at the Ravens. The Ravens are seven and a half point favorites at home. This is the first game of our uh, ESPN Radio doubleheader on Sunday. Uh, Dre, who you got, Rams or Ravens? I'm going with the Ravens. Um, They're just a better team. The Rams have, you know, they've had their skill position guys have been injured and, and in and out, and they just haven't looked good. The Ravens are the one team in the AFC North that has stayed pretty much healthy at the quarterback position. And I think that they can sense it. They can smell it. Get another win or two, and and they can lock up the division. So I'm going to go with them, even though seven and a half is a, a lot of points to give. Cooper Cup hasn't been playing at 100%. Nakua has been amazing as a rookie for that team. But... Yeah, I mean, this matchup just comes down to, honestly, Baltimore being overwhelming. That Ravens defense is elite. We obviously know what they're doing on offense and what Lamar Jackson is doing this season. When the Ravens are healthy, there's no contest here. Two well-coached teams, but they're, they're just the Rams are outmatched in this one. All right, up next, uh, the Lions are three-point favorites on the road uh, at the Bears. Amber, who you got here? Uh, This one feels pretty easy to me. Uh, I'll go with Detroit in this matchup. The Bears uh, have not had a good season. They were frankly not supposed to have a good season, Andre, and yet people seem a bit surprised that the season hasn't gone well. This Lions team, on the other hand, the season has gone quite well for Detroit. Yes, they came back down to earth a bit on Thanksgiving. They're not a flawless team, but they are much better than Chicago. Yeah, they're, they're better than Chicago. Honestly, what I would like to pick is the the over-under. I would like to pick the over on this game. Um, since Justin Fields has been back, he's you know shown that he can move the ball. And against the Lions just a couple weeks ago, he was able to really put some points on the board. So um, I guess you know if I got to pick a winner, I'll take the Lions um, even at, at minus three. But um, the more interesting angle for me is, is, is the points because I think uh, this one's going to go over. Yeah, I think the Lions only beat them by five points in their last matchup. So yeah. uh, it's a 
You know, the Bears play them tough anyway. Uh, all right, up next, the Panthers uh, are playing at New Orleans against the Saints. The Saints are six-point favorites. Dre, who you got here? This is a really You're laughing because it's such a bad game. Oh, I mean, it could be a bad game. Derek Carr's going to oh, play. God. He, he, uh, he got so made it what? through concussion protocol. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll play. Does it matter? Does that help? Um, no. I mean, okay. My college, my grad school roommate is from New Orleans. Huge Saints fan. There's a chance he's listening, and if I don't pick them against the Panthers, he might physically fight me. So um, I'll take the Saints and give the six points because the Panthers have been even worse. But I'm not enjoying I'm not putting anything on this particular game. I'll put it like that. Uh, I think the Saints come into this thing just one game behind the Falcons for the lead in this division. Like it's a mess. I mean, it's such a bad division. It could not be worse. These are two very, very bad teams. I didn't expect anything out of either of these teams this season. For some reason, though, people fall for the rope-a-dope every season with New Orleans. I'm not one of those people, but people seem to think that like somehow they're going to turn it all around, and, and they're not going to. They don't have the personnel. I don't care if Derek Carr is playing or not. It's been ugly there. However, I will go for New Orleans here because it's slightly less ugly than Carolina. That's my reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might be wrong. Just quick reason research here is that that division is so bad that the Panthers who only have one win still aren't mathematically eliminated from winning the division. <laughs> right. That's how bad that's, that's how bad I the division is. True. Yeah. 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 That might be true. They don't have that their first round true, draft actually. pick so it, they don't need to take. True. They can go think, for the run. I said I think they're already mathematically eliminated from the postseason. It's, so that it's a be quick true. I don't know. It was just a <laughs> quick look look see maybe I was wrong. Uh, all right, the second <laughs> half of the ESPN Radio uh, NFL funny. doubleheader. Vikings are three-point favorites on the road against the Raiders. Amber, who you got here? <sighs> um, I, I'm going with Minnesota in this matchup. Uh, for some reason, I don't feel excellent about it either. These have been two weird teams, obviously, this season, and certainly health has everything to do with that as well. But I'll take the Vikings. I think if we were doing it against the spread, I wouldn't feel great about the three. But I'll take the Vikings straight up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll take the other side of this one. I'll go with the Raiders. Um, I, I felt like they've been more competitive uh, since they made their 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 uh, coaching change a, a couple weeks ago. And they're, you know, they, they competed with the Dolphins. They competed with the Chiefs. Whereas Minnesota, they they had that nice run immediately after Kirk Cousins got hurt, but the last couple weeks they haven't been impressive at all. So I'm going to go with the Raiders to go ahead and take this one. All right, one more real quick. The Seahawks are at the 49ers. San Francisco is a 13-point favorite. Dre, who you got? So 13 is too many for me. I'm going with the Seahawks with the points. The 49ers have been dominant lately. Obviously, they just uh, put it on Philadelphia, so I understand the situation. But the Seahawks, even though they've lost three straight, they just gave the Cowboys all they could handle last week. And I feel like they they know their their postseason hopes are, are hanging by a thread. They have to win if they have any chance. So I think they'll at least make it competitive. So I'll take them plus 13. This is a big, big line. I'm very surprised by this one. I get that they just lost those three games all to NFC playoff contenders. However, it feels like a lot in terms of the points. 
Nevertheless, the 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL. Most people are back on the bandwagon of calling them the best team in the NFL. They got to keep playing like it. If they do, then they're going to cover against Seattle. I'll take the Niners here just to be different than Andre Snelling. Xavier uh-huh. Dean is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next... We open up the phone lines to you. It is your turn to weigh in anything that you've got, all of your NBA questions and thoughts, your hottest takes across the NFL. Join the conversation. Triple eight, say ESPN. Give us a call. 888-729-3776. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is week 14 in the NFL, and no matchups bigger than the one that we have this weekend between the Cowboys and the Eagles, because those two teams fighting for that division, (laughs) Andre Snellings filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. There's no fighting here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So those two teams, Dre, fighting for the division. And although the Eagles got the best of the Cowboys in week nine, here's a rematch that feels much bigger than that because of where it is in the calendar of the NFL season. This feels like it could set a tone for Dallas if Dallas is able to take care of business. People have been coming around on the Dallas Cowboys (laughs) slowly but surely, Andre, and now they need to take care of business at home against their division rival. Yeah, rumor has it that uh, I think you might have picked Dallas to, to do well in the division this year and uh you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. so I mean obviously this game has been circled on on their calendars all season with the Eagles getting dominated by the 49ers in a similar way to how the Cowboys got dominated by the 49ers um I think when that game happened you know against Dallas there was a thought that ah it's over Dallas isn't you know on 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 the Eagles level the Eagles and the and the 49ers are are really up here and the Cowboys are down lower but then when the Eagles have a similar issue and there's all this buzz about Jalen Hurts maybe not being at full strength all of a sudden this is looking like a a, a much closer matchup and um you know as as you pointed out if the Cowboys win it, we're looking at two 10 and three teams atop the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And, and now you've got a contest. Yep. We are looking at two teams even in the NFC East if the Cowboys win it. Now, obviously, if the Eagles win it, then they take a bit further control there of that division. But as you mentioned, I had the audacity before the <laughs> season to pick the Dallas Cowboys to win this division over the Philadelphia Eagles. And people like the world exploded. And Philadelphia has banned me from the city for life. <laughs> And it was just such an insane take. Nobody on set could believe it that I, that I could take the Cowboys. 
And it was funny because it wasn't like I was taking the commanders, you know, right. or the Giants. Like I was taking the team that still had double digit wins last season and finished second in the division. And yet people are so hot on the Eagles that nobody could believe that I could choose another team. And by the way, you know, the whole repeat, not a repeat champion and mm-hmm. whatever, 145 years, whatever it's been <laughs> in that division. And yet somehow everybody wanted to hand it to the Eagles. Now, given, I will admit that part of my analysis there was thinking about this stretch, this buzzsaw stretch that the Eagles were going to run into mm-hmm. where the schedule got much, much harder for the, for Philadelphia. And I thought they were going to be dropping games that, frankly, they did not end up dropping. So they are in a better position than I expected them to be. Watching them, the eyeball test, they've looked exactly as I expected them to be, where there's just something about this team. There are some flaws here. They're, they are missing, obviously, some beats compared to the team that we saw run through the postseason last season on its way to a Super Bowl. But they've gotten the wins anyways. The mm-hmm. wins haven't always been pretty, and the wins haven't been big by margins by any means, but they've gotten the wins. And so it's hard for me to deny that they just seem to kind of get it done. I do expect Dallas to expose them some this weekend, but I've expected that before. And so I'm a little <laughs> nervous about my, it feels like a big weekend for me Yeah, <laughs> with this yeah. take, you know, like, yeah. you am I really going to like, somehow I became a Cowboys fan in this and I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, my stepfather and my mom are in town and uh, he's a huge Cowboys fan. Um, we talked earlier about, uh, we went to, to Maui he wore a Cowboys hat all around Hawaii. Even when we took family <laughs> pictures, he had the oh, Cowboys nice. hat on. So, like um, so yeah, this is a, a this is going to be a big game in the Snellings household uh, for no other reason that he's there. But I do think that the Cowboys, for a lot of reasons, I, I would not have thought it was that outlandish a take. You have to kind of look where you were. You were on first take. That's Stephen mm-hmm. A's house. Mm-hmm. The whole mm-hmm. show is almost built on his hatred and ridicule of the Cowboys. So that could have played a part in why, you know, the 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 crew was like, what? She took the Cowboys? How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I picked them as one of my five contending teams this offseason. I, I had them among the top five teams uh, uh, along with um, the Eagles and and the Chiefs and and the Ravens and so I, I feel like it was not a stretch to think that they could be a, a really strong team this year and they're right there and I think we just got the the, the stat um, from the producers that the Cowboys have only lost one time uh, at home to a divisional opponent since Dak Prescott has been healthy and the quarterback. And that's what seven or eight years. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty big track record of success to suggest that the Cowboys might be able to pull this off. And Dak now is playing the best Dak he's probably ever played. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a hell of a rookie season, but he's probably playing the best football that that man has ever played here. He's been phenomenal this season, particularly in the second half of this season. He has been outplaying Jalen Hurts. I know I had the audacity to say it, and people like the world's going to explode again. <laughs> But Jalen hasn't been completely flawless this season. And so this matchup will go a long way 
in making people like Stephen A. Smith <laughs> that never want to <laughs> give the due to the Dallas Cowboys kind of have to come around and give the due. And and some of that analysis and the, what Stephen A. Smith leans into, and it's fair for Dallas. It's like they can never win the big one. You know, yeah. like it's like they always have, uh, they always win things on paper because on paper they've got a ton of talent and they've got a hell of a roster, but that's been true for years and right. it just doesn't actually play out in real life. It's been playing out here in the second half of the season. The coaching has looked good. Mike McCarthy, gets a ton of heat you're going to if you're the coach of that team under that owner but the coaching has looked good Dak like I said we know that defense there in Dallas so they've got all the pieces in a row right now and the health of that squad to be able to get this thing done they need to do it here though against the Eagles on Sunday night because there still has there's still this narrative Andre with even them playing this well that they haven't beat anybody. I was just about to go there. I mean, they because they haven't beaten anybody, and 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 so and I, I mentioned earlier that that the Seahawks had given them all that they could handle just last week. Well, the Seahawks are in a losing streak, and they were able to to really push the Cowboys. So. I think that this could be a statement game for them. If they beat the Eagles, then it's like, hey, we're actually legit. Take us seriously. If they take another loss, they're going to get a lot of Stephen A. laughter over the next week. I think I'm sensitive about the whole they haven't beaten anybody narrative because it's the same narrative that applies to the Dolphins. Yeah. So that I end up getting very defensive <laughs> of this home. idea, right? It hits close to home. It's a stupid narrative. You can only play who's on your schedule, but this would go a long way in quashing that narrative. They've got to handle the business against this division rival. Coming up next, is it time for the New Orleans Pelicans to cut their losses with Zion Williamson? ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app.